This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. Today is Wednesday, December 15th, 2021. And after a long hiatus, I'm back with my friend and co-host, Elia. And we're finally get, get we're finally gonna get to be talking about the Quentin Tarantino 2009 movie Inglorious Bastards. So let's get right into this, Ilya. Uh, the Inglorious Bastards had had a, had a very long but really well done opening sequence, which which where we where a lot of Americans were first introduced to Christoph Waltz. What are your thoughts and opinions, initial thoughts about that first 15, 20 minute opening, the opening at, at the guy's house for Inglorious Bastards? Okay, so I don't have an opinion on that because I didn't know we were going to jump literally into the first 15 minutes. I was just prepared to talk about the movie in general. So can, if you want to enlighten me on the first 15 minutes, what happens in there, then I can sure, tell you. Sure, sure. So I'll tell you about the first opening, and then you'll go into more general, we'll go into more general stuff. So like in okay, the first exactly. 20 minutes, a... a um, a man, a man is helping save Jews, Jews from the Nazis in that first 15, 20 minute opening. And I forget which city and country, but um, they're like underneath the floor. And then you yeah. you get introduced to um, Christoph Waltz, who is the main le- uh, leader of that like Nazi party or whatever. And he talks to the guy. And it's a very long, drawn-out opening, and he talks to the guy, and he actually... What's interesting about Christoph Waltz when he's opened in the opening of this movie is he know he understands and knows multiple languages, which include Hebrew. So he was talking to the guy, and eventually they he and his, his goons shoot up um, a bunch of the Jews underneath the ground where they're being protected, but this really pretty actress... I have to look up her name on IMDb to go on with this movie. Um, she escapes, runs outside, and Christoph Waltz's character decides not to shoot her, or or she he tried to shoot her, but he still let her get away. And then she's like a main female actress that or or part of the movie throughout the whole rest of the movie, past the opening se- sequence. So we make, so we meet Christoph Waltz. He right. talks to this guy, knows that, he, that he's harboring saving Jews. She walks and runs off, and then this is somehow long drawn out for twenty minutes, and that's like the whole first part of the movie. How before they, before we get to more general stuff. Right, right. I got you. Okay, I thought you were talking about the other guy. Okay, got you. So wait, which other? Uh, wait, wait, which other guy? Wait, 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 which other guy? Which other guy do you mean? I thought you were talking about the protagonist of the movie. Oh no, we didn't. We didn't get to the. We didn't get to the. We didn't quite get to the protagonist yet. I was talking about the Christoph Waltz opening first. But yeah. if you'd like, we could start so now. Like, yeah. yeah. So he would be like the antagonist of the movie, and the protagonist would was like the Brad Pitt character would be the protagonist. Right. Right. And Christoph would be the right. antagonist. Yes. That um. Makes sense, right. Yes. Okay, so, um. Well. Right. So what I think is Mm -hmm. the first thing that pretty much came to mind, actually, interestingly enough, and give me a second, I gotta, I gotta actually connect it. They're actually doing something. I think they're about to build some uh, new housing or something over here where I'm driving past. I just thought it was kind of interesting off topic, but I just thought it was interesting. They're developing more the area around where I live right now. They're starting to develop it more. Well, let, well let's well let's let's start with the protagonist. What did you make yeah. of what did you make of Brad? No, no, no. I like no, no. It's oh. fine. I'll, I'll start with the antagonist. That's fine. So, uh, interestingly enough, or funny enough, 
I think he kind of actually reminds me of Red Skull from Captain America, the first Avenger. He actually reminds me a lot of Red Skull in a sense that he was very intelligent. He was, they were both Nazis, all that. And then, but at the same time, they were kind of like independent. They were kind of like rogues, if that makes sense. Maybe rogue is not the right term, but they were basically just kind of like independent of the main movement and they had their own ideas their own their own agendas kind of they weren't they were i think i think i think that um i think that rogue a rogue is a nice way of saying independent in regards to what you're saying about all that that could work what i mean is like he's kind of like independent but also almost like anti you know, anti-hierarchy, like they didn't want to obey the status quo, they didn't want to go with everything that the party was going with, kind of. Mm. And they were actually like, Red Skull, for instance, was actually trying to just kill Hitler altogether and take over the whole fucking Reich, mm. the whole Third Reich. But, mm. um, but in, uh, but Kristoff is more not as aggressive. Like he, I don't think he was trying to like take over anything. I think he was just. I just, I just the way the way that um, Christoph Waltz delivered his lines and his actions with outside of his lines. Also, it just like and this was a lot of Americans' first introduction to Christoph Waltz as Colonel Hans Landa. Like he really stood out and made like to like wow. Let's see where this guy goes in like other future movie projects. Right, I got you. Now, what? Now, uh, since you mentioned not too long ago, you mentioned about the protagonist, Brad Pitt. Uh, he plays Lieutenant Aldo, Aldo Rain. What did you make of what you thought of Brad Pitt's character? Well, again, funny enough, funny enough, I get him a little bit like he. Uh, so the problem is, I like the movie Fury a lot, and he play, and he's in that movie as well. And so in both situations, he plays an American soldier. Uh, and it's kind of like, there's an eerie- I'm sorry, what, what was like it? What, what was the name of the movie? Right. Fury. Oh, right, Fury, 2014, okay. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite movies. But uh, funny enough, he there's a very close resemblance between the characters. So therefore, I don't know if it's makes, if it matters or not, but I think it's interesting that oh can you also move your microphone closer to the speaker so that our voices are more or less even because every time we do the podcast i you can't hear like the oh yeah that, that's why i was trying that was why i was trying to get you on zoom because the zoom had a better um audio sound quality than anything outside of zoom okay that's fine just just move it closer to the speaker so the voices or like equal distance between you and the speaker so that the voices are like more or less even okay okay all right because I'm not gonna, it's like there's no point of doing it if, no, if nobody can hear, you know what I mean? I know, I know. You. Yeah, I got that you. Yes, yes, got you. Um, yeah, so that's what I think. So, like, I think he's just brash, just like his viewer character, just like Mr. and Mrs. Smith almost. He, I mean, he plays pretty much like the same characters. Now, time. It's, right. it's his personality, he doesn't change it much, you know what I mean? Right. Now, toward. He's not Al Pacino, he's not De Niro, he's not Denzel Washington, he's not on that level. Right. You know what I mean? I, I got you. He's, um, like a, he's, a, he's kind of a pretty boy for the most part. He's a pretty boy, he plays pretty boys. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um. So towards, right? Got you. Towards the end of the movie. Towards the end of the movie, Christoph Waltz and Brad Pitt both share a few scenes together, especially towards that forest, uh, the na- the woods scene towards the a- at the end. Um, what did you make of when Christoph Waltz and Brad Pitt were both together in the same scenes together? Right. What, what, what is your question? Sorry. Like what at the end, um, Br- um, Brad Pitt was with a knife and he had another guy with him and they were like outside in the woods and then like Brad Pitt took, took the knife and was about to like use it on Christoph Waltz or try to punish him. That whole wood scene where Brad Pitt and Christoph Waltz are in the same scene together at the end. Right. Did you think... Well, what about it? Like, I just think it's, you know, I mean, there's, I don't really think much of it. I know it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be like a really exciting scene in the movie. I didn't really think it was anything special. Mm-hmm. I just thought they did it for like laughs and mm-hmm. just kind of like a little pizzazz or whatever. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it didn't really make the movie any better. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe they should have just left that scene out of the movie. Mm-hmm. They were trying to add comedy to it and they did it like in a, they were, they basically did dark comedy because that's what it is to me, it's dark comedy. And it wasn't really funny. It was like, it was like curious, you know, I mean, right. it, was cur- it was interesting to see that, but it wasn't really anything now, that I think it made it wor- almost made the movie worse. I have, I got, I got, because they were trying I, to, I think, because they're trying to keep that, the, the thing is, like, I think I said this many times before during our podcast, I think that um, directors, a lot of the times, directors, producers, actors, whatever, filmmakers, let's call them in general, try to mix comedy with drama a little too much and it's usually from in my opinion i think it's better time to keep it a drama movie with a little like a little spritz of a little little bit tiny bit of comedy or have a comedy with a tiny bit of drama but don't try to do both well but you right try to try to keep it in other words try to keep it more of one genre and not so much adding too much outside of that I wanted to yeah, seg. Don't mix it up. I not no. without mixing it up. I want to segue since you mentioned the word comedy. That, that helps me remind me of something I want to mention about the movie in regards to comedy, comedians and actors. Um, for anybody who like me really likes actor Mike Myers from Saturday Night Live, he actually has a quick um, blink or you miss it moment uh, with I don't know which other characters he's with at the moment, but like he's in there for like thirty seconds or forty-five seconds. Mike Myers as General Ed Fenech. Mike Myers has a little cameo in this movie in a blinker you miss it scene so for anybody like me that likes Mike Myers he does have a little small cameo in this movie as far as comedy is concerned but back to the direction oh, really? yeah, yeah 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 he is Mike Myers I didn't realize yeah he a little blink uh, blink if you miss it scene can you tell me please yeah. Can you elaborate? Yeah, uh, he's inside a room with another other military people, and I don't I forget who he's talking to or what they're doing. But Mike Myers is in this in the movie for like thirty to forty five seconds in like a quick military cameo scene inside of whatever oh, they're okay. talking about. But yeah, um, back to the direction for a sec. Um, Quentin Tarantino, as a director, likes to make really, really long movies. So when you said like certain things about certain scenes, about certain parts could be cut out, what are your thoughts in regards to director Quentin Tarantino on how, the majority speaking, a lot of his movies are really long and have like really, really, really long movies? Right. So, sorry. What is your question? Like, Not like, should he, word, should, should he question? be, should he be trying to cut, cut out more scenes? Or every movie he does, the scenes are the movies as long as it has to be with all his different scenes he wants to keep in. 
So I don't know, and like I'd have to think about it a little bit. But I would say, like that one scene, I just think it was kind of dumb to to have that scene in there. Are we talking about that? That uh, the ending, the the ending outside where Brad Pitt you know and I mean? or yeah, that one. Quentin, yeah, Quentin Tarantino is an eccentric, very eccentric person. I think mm -hmm. he kind of reminds me of like uh, what's his name, Nick Cannon. Who was the one? Who was the one wild and out? Who was the dude? Who's the dude that owns Wild and Out? Is that Nick Cannon? I'm not sure who, the, who Nick Cannon is. Who was is. the one who was married to Mariah Carey? Nick Cannon, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, she, they were married. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah, so he like reminds me of Nick Cannon. They have like the same kind of like a very similar personality. So his movies obviously reflect that personality, right? Right. So, yeah. So, um, so quite... quite so, Quentin Tarantino likes to cameo in his own movies that included Pulp Fiction, but I was never a Pulp Fiction fan. So once we get to, once we get, a, once we get to um, Django Unchained next, he he does play a cameo or a director inside his own movie inside of uh, Django Unchained. Right. So, so we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that when we get. Yeah. Sure. No, no, no. What did you say? Did you ask me a question? Oh, no, 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 no question. Just free-flowing the movie conversation about the movie. No question quite. Um, the actress, um, an actress, Diane Kruger, was in this movie. Do you know who Diane Kruger is? Uh, it's okay if you I don't. Know who Diane Keaton is. Diane Keaton? No, 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 no. Diane, Diane Kruger. Well, she was the other woman character in this movie. But the other woman I was mentioning earlier, Shoshana Melanie Laurent, was the one in the beginning opening scene that ran off when he was trying to shoot her, and then she was in there through the rest of the movie. I really, really like Melanie Laurent. I, I don't know. I, you don't seem to know who Diane Kruger is. Um, sh but, yeah, but, is but the other woman... Um, Diane Kruger, I'll open it up right now. She was born in 1976 in West Germany. And she yeah. was in the movie Troy in 2004, which also had Brad Pitt. And let me see what else yeah, was she in. Yeah, again, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know her that well either. But I don't, you're right. I, I don't know her that well either. But the other, but, but outside of her, the other, the main woman is Melanie Laurent as Shoshana, who's from France. She was in that opening scene with Christoph Waltz when she tried to walk outside and escape when he tried to shoot her. And she's in the rest of the movie. So I believe Melanie Laurent is Jewish in real life. And I like, I think I want us to nail, um, I want to talk about a specific scene she was in in the movie, but before we get to her, uh, and we're almost gonna we're almost gonna be having a commercial break soon. But before we get to her and the scenes I want to talk about that she was in, what did you make of if you know Michael Michael Fassbender, Michael Fassbender as Lieutenant Archie Highcox? Do you know who Michael Michael Fassbender is? I know very well. He's like one of my favorite actors. I don't remember his character in this movie. I really like Matt Michael. Fett. I really like that dude. He was in uh, what was it? Uh, Three Hundred. He was. He's. He plays Magneto. He's married to Alicia. What's her name? Alicia Vikander. He's married to her. She was in Ex Machina. She was the Tomb Raider from 2018 Tomb Raider. Dude, yeah, that dude is like off the, you know, off the chain, man. I love that. He no. plays and he's really fucking good. Like, not, not, really not good. to, really good actor. not, not to get too off topic since we're talking about, um, 
Inglorious Bastards and all the actors and actresses in it. But since you mentioned who he's uh, involved with and whatnot, with um, uh, Deus, the, the Ex Machina and Tomb Raider, she looks she looks and sounds really great. She's fantastic, and oh, she's beautiful. yeah, she's, uh, she's oh really yeah, she's really beautiful. Yeah. And, and 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 as for the science fiction, yeah. and as for the science fiction movie Ex Machina, which I saw with my dad when he still lived in PA before he unfortunately moved to Texas. So I went to different states. I can't see can't. See him as physically as as I did back in um, like 2015 or so. Um, I wanted to say that I saw that with my dad and um, that movie that she's in with that Ex Machina that really messed with my head. Those are one of those like uh, movies that are like they, they, you don't forget what happened. Like it messes with your head type movies. One second, one second, bro. Keep talking because I gotta, I gotta get gas and I can't really hear you because there's too much noise. Oh, uh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. What I'm, what I was just saying was, is that the movie that she's in as the. Uh, as the machine or robot in Ex Machina from 2015. That's one of those movies that are just kind of like mess with your head. Like the movies, like, hey, this is re- this is humanity. This is like robots, and it's like the way the movie played out. It's like, oh my god, this is if this was real life, this yeah. would really suck. Yeah, dude, it was a good movie. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's, yeah, that, well, yeah, that's about it. I was just saying that when she was, that was like the first thing I noticed her in that I saw her in. And that movie was just like, uh, the way it played out, it was like, especially the ending. It's like, oh my God, that was a mind fuck. Yeah, that movie was great. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm at the guy. And what's interesting is, is that Oscar, Oscar, um, whatever his last name is, Oscar played the bad guy in Ex Machina, and then the other guy played the kind of neutral type guy, but then when it was flipped on their, the flipped with the two guys when they, when they were in the Star Wars sequels, where their, their, their villain or good guy was, re, was like reversed. I don't know if you saw any of the Star Wars sequels, but like, their, their, their bad good was re- reversed after they did the science fiction of the robot movie. Um, yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead. Yeah. So, so outside of outside of the main Brad Pitt, Christoph Waltz, and Melanie Laurent, Melanie Laurent and Shoshana, the movie also includes Diane Cougar, Ellie Roth, uh, Daniel Bru- Daniel Bruhl. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Daniel Bruhl, and like I've already said, for people that I like comedy, Mike Myers has a quick uh, movie scene. Um. What are you on? Uh, I think it's five. The white white part. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you already, you already, um, you already, t- you already yeah. talked about the scene that you didn't like at the end with them at the end. But were there any scenes in the movie that you did really like, as far as it stood out to you? Any scenes from Inglorious Bastards that stood out to you? No, no, I'm saying keep talking, don't I? I can't hear you with the questions because I'm outside. Oh. It's too loud. Oh, okay. So go ahead. Let's like go ahead with your uh, go ahead talking about what you want to talk about, and then I want to get back. I'll answer your questions. Okay, that's fine. So everybody, so oh, that's fine. Okay, so everybody, this the this plot the plot of storyline is kind of like about this. It says in Nazi occupied France during World War II, a plan to assassinate Nazi leaders by a group of Jewish U.S. soldiers coincides with a, with a theater owner's vengeance plans for the. Same. And we're gonna get to the theater, the theater owner and movie stuff scene 
after the uh, after the commercial credits. But I just want to say about the Jewish U.S. soldiers part. Um, anybody who knows Brad Pitt or seen him in anything knows that Brad Brad Pitt is definitely definitely not Jewish. But I believe actress actress Melanie Laurent as Shoshana. I believe she might actually be Jewish in real life and was very enthused to take the part to be a part of a Jewish. Uh, a Jewish character inside of it, inside of the movie itself. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, like I said before, I really like Christoph Waltz for seeing him in this. He was also really good, really well done in um, Django Unchained, which we'll be going over next. And so I, I, Christoph Waltz is good in almost anything, though I think he's underutilized in the recent James Bond movies. Um... I do hope that um, when Ilya gets a chance, he will see the new James Bond movie, Bond 25, because that would, that would be an interesting thing to talk about. Um, let me see. Yeah, there's a bunch of other actors that are in this, that or actresses, who I, I don't really know, or very uh, I, who I'm not very familiar with, but... Um, yeah, this movie is called Inglorious Bastards, direction by um, Quentin Tarantino. It's an adventure, drama, and war. Um, I think it's it's a well done movie, but it's pretty long. It's, it's long, but like I said, Quentin Tarantino movie, Quentin Tarantino's movie, Quentin Tarantino's movies are all mostly really long. And because of the way he directs things, I believe he'll always, his movies will always get an R rating. Um, the IMDb rating of Quentin of Inglorious Bastards got a 8.3 out of 10. So anything over eight is pretty good. 8.3 out of 10 on Inglorious Bastards rating wise. Um, I like Christoph Waltz a lot. I like Melanie Loren and Shoshana a lot. Outside of those two, I, I could do more, more or less without everybody else. Um, how, how, are you, how are you doing at the gas station? Yeah, I'm good. I'm done. So you can, uh, you can go ahead and start asking me questions. Oh, okay. My first question, uh, my next question was, what... Um, were there any I know you said that which scene at the end that you guys didn't like with them, but were there any scenes in the movie with any characters? Were there any scenes in the movie that stood out to you? Scenes you liked in the movie? Uh, so are we still talking about Inglorious Bastards? Yeah, well, right the, yes. we're yeah, we're still on Inglorious Bastards. This episode's all about Inglorious Bastards. Uh, we're not doing Django yet. Okay, so I like, dude, my favorite scene for like the longest time so far, at least. Uh, is still when he says the bear Jew is the largest man ma uh, land mammal in Eastern Europe or some shit like that or Western Europe or something like it was just so funny I thought that was the funniest thing ever say it again well, say it again I what was the was say it again what was the line he said something like the bear Jew is the largest <laughs> land predator in like Western Europe or some shit like oh, okay. that or like Eastern Germany or Western Germany something like that I just thought they just cracked me up dude I still think about that fucking line dude oh so so it was a, more or less it was more like a line then a memorable line then okay um, yeah, well, that's a scene to me. A line is a scene, right. or whatever. Right. So it's after scene, um yeah. after the scene or line, who was your favorite character in the movie? Dude, um, dude, I'd, I'd really have to think about that. I would just probably stick to the to the lieutenant because I can't think of anyone else. Which, I mean, there's a few. There's a few. There's a few lieutenants. Which lieutenant? Uh, it's just Brad Pitt. Oh, the Brad Pitt character. Brad Pitt character. Okay. Yeah, I can't really. I think that movie, it's not really like one of my favorite movies. I think that movie's kind of dumb. Like I said, he just tried to mix way too much comedy with 
he tried to mix way too much comedy with fiction, fictional history, uh, you know, with drama, with other stuff. It just, it's a, just a fucking, it's just a mess. That movie's kind of a mess. Don't he worry. It, a comedy, right. You know what I mean? Right. I understand. Just stuck to one, like, one genre. Right. I understand. I understand what you're saying. So what we're going to do is we're going to segue now to a quick commercial break. And then after the commercial break, I want to talk to you about the movie scene because that was a big part of the movie. And a lot of stuff went on in the different scenes regards to the movie theater. And it's being uh, fired up by her and what, what, what happened with all that. And then after uh, the and yeah. then yeah. And then after the movie scene, uh, since we don't since the way you stated about they mix genres and, and you don't have this isn't one of your more highlighted movies after the movie um, scene to talk about, we're going to to uh, have you give this movie what you would grade or rate it as. So those are the two things to look forward to at the end of this episode. But real quick, before we get yeah. to those last two things, before moving on to Django Unchained, we're going to segue now to a quick commercial break. Oh, yeah, for real, like a legit commercial break or Le- what? Legit, legit. And here we go. I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should be a new podcaster. If you haven't heard about Anchor.fm podcasting, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It is 100% free. There are creation tools that allow that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your mobile cell phone or computer. Anchor.fm podcasting will distribute your podcast podcast for you so that you can be heard on all the other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast. All in one, easy to find place to work everything out together compatibly. Download the free Anchor.fm application on your iOS, Apple smartphone, or on your Android, or go to anchor.fm to get started and we're back from the commercial break promoting anchor.fm slash spotify i really really like working for anchor.fm and spotify and i can't wait to see where going with working for spotify goes for me in the future and we're back talking with my good friend and co-host Ilya. we are now going to be talking about one two more little things before we wrap up this review and then we'll have a whole lot more to stay a whole lot more to say with the movie django unchained next there's a lot more to say about that one so, next to last thing about this movie, um, the big scene towards the, somewhere between after the middle but before the end, there was a movie theater scene where a bunch of Nazis were inside the movie theater, and actress and actress uh, Melanie Laurenta Shoshana was messing with the projectors, and it basically like she locked them in the movie theater and blown them up. What are your th- quick thoughts about that movie theater scene? Right, right. But, I, I hear uh, 
Is that like the same scene, or is that like a different scene? It might. Be, I'm not sure. It might be a different scene, but um, okay. yeah, like yeah. So yeah. Like, I I remember the movie the movie theater scene. I remember she's like messing with the messing with stuff, and the and the dude that's like like constantly trying to like get it between her legs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like, that. Yeah, what yeah. Doing? What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, fur line, fur line. I'm just kidding, it's not for a line, but you know, for a line, for a line, whatever it is, uh, you know, and she's just like, dude, get off my ass, motherfucker, like, fuck. Right. And, I hear uh, you. I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I got you. Yeah, this movie, I mean, it was okay, yeah, but yeah. Dude yeah. Like, they're just like simping, simping for her and shit. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, for anybody, uh, for the audience, for anybody who doesn't know, which I learned about only within the past few years now, the term simp, S-I-M-P, um, stands for someone idolizing mediocre pussy. Simp. Someone idolizing mediocre pussy. In, in, a, in other words, guys, stop being, and listen, most pussy is mediocre and start, get off of their pussy. There's other stuff to do. <laughs> we're, we're talking about kitty cats. We're talking about cats right now. We're talking about uh, kitty cats and simping. Yeah, so the dude is the dude is simping for her like hard, mm. and she's just like whatever. So she he ends up killing her, right? Mm. I think he ends up shooting her when he realizes yeah. what she's doing. I forget who kills who, but um, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. This movie it was okay, so but I the. I think I agree what you said about mixing the uh, genres too much, too much comedy inside of it. Um, Dude, yeah, yeah. That movie. So, be, I, since we don't have too much else to say about this one, I don't want this first one to go too long. Since we don't have too much to say about *Inglorious Bastards*, we will have a lot more to say about um, *Django and Chain* instead. I just want to say, um, if you had to, if you had to, um, if you had to greater, greater rate this movie *Inglorious Bastards*, what greater rating would you give it? Out of five, I would give it like a three and a half out of five. Okay, three and a half out of three out of three and a half out of five sounds pretty good. And like, what would that be like three as a? Out of five. What, 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 say it again. Uh, you said three and a half or three? No, I said what? No, like three and a half. Three and a half. That's a pretty good. That's a that's a pretty good. That's it's a pretty good number rating. Um, uh, that's a pretty good number rating. What would you give it as like a letter grade? Uh, a letter grade. Uh, like a C plus. Okay. Like that, a, yeah, like a C, a C, like a C. I mean, it's a decent movie. Right. It's okay. Not, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's not um. It's not up there. Okay, I understand. It's not the Godfather. Yeah, right. You know, it's not Schindler's List. It's not freaking whatever. You know. Right. It's not, Freaking Castleblanca, you know what I mean? It's, it's a it's decent a, movie. Right, right. I got you. It's it's a, on a it's a, in other words, it's a lower level than all those kind of other movies you mentioned. Um, but since you mentioned yeah. the, before you, since, since you mentioned the Godfather, real quick, what would you make of Godfather Part 3, that third Godfather? Do you think, like, it was necessary, or uh, is that just actually to have no. Godfather Part Oh, that's a good, um, dude, we should, we should do, um, dude, we should do a podcast about that movie, or about all those, all those three movies. I've never yeah, watched them, I mean, they're very long about. movies. I never really understood them or watched them too much, but real quick, well, what did you think dude, about oh the third, God. the third Godfather yeah, not being as good as the first two? Dude. I mean, it's not. It's not meant to be. I don't think it was ever meant to be as good. I know people talk a lot of shit about uh, about part three. I think it was really good considering his daughter directed it instead of uh, Francis Coppola. Uh, Sofia Coppola directed it, mm. and they, you know, considering she was only like, I think she was only like twenty five or something. Mm. 
I mean, she did a damn good job, man. She did a damn good job for like a really junior director, you right? Know, a young woman like that in right. her twenties, dude. She did a great job. And outside, right? Yeah. Outside of Godfather, right? Outside of Godfather, you also mentioned Schindler's List. There's one really quick thing I want to say about Schindler's List. I thought it was very interesting about. I thought it was very interesting about Schindler's List that when Steven Spielberg directed that, he said to not take a cut or any money. So he he worked on it to get zero dollars for it because that's respectable. That you know he did Schindler's List, but to get paid zero for it. Yeah. yeah, he got he he, he asked he asked he he he. Well, I'm saying I'm saying he asked to get paid zero dollars for it, so he didn't get a fee or any money earned like directly towards him. He did it for free. He didn't ask right. any money up front. So I thought that was interesting. And also, um, I think Liam Neeson played his part really well. And um, Ralph Ralph how do you how do you pronounce the first guy's name? Fines Ralph Fines. How do you pronounce his first yeah. name? He he really played the Nazi part really really well. Well, yeah, he's a great actor. I mean, he's very, uh, you know, he can play different characters. He's not, he's not, um, Limited, you know, and I all like, yeah he's not, not like yeah not limited and, and also another thing I like about the movie real quick is the red in one scene there's a little girl wearing like a red coat or something red and it's like a red coat yeah. when the whole movie's like black and white yeah with the umbrella yeah 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 with the red coat and umbrella scene. yeah what but anyway it? what about it no no I was just stating what's in in the movie I just thought that's all interesting about the movie all those different points oh, yeah, yeah. but anyway everybody sure. listen everybody I hope you enjoyed this first this first episode we have about um our our movie discussion about Django Unchained I'm sorry I'm missing mixing movies again of Inglorious Bastards we don't really have a whole lot hack more about to say about Inglorious Bastards just what we got out there is our main thoughts about it so. So we hope to see you all in the next episode where we you and I where, where we'll have a lot more to say about 2012's Django Unchained also directed by Quentin Tarantino. Thank you all for listening. We will see you at AMC Movie Theaters and um this um everybody dance and have a good time. This is Elia and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC. Signing out!